Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. If this podcast gives you the ick, it's because you just don't get it. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, DrLondonSmith.com. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as surfactant and gentle caress of a lover, so I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Dr. Lennon, how dare you talk to me like you didn't just abandon me? Okay. Just a okay, day yesterday. You okay. you left me high and dry, Dr. London. Okay, let me explain real quick. Dr. London and I have been taking improv comedy classes, and yesterday we were doing our training and we were doing a scene where I was playing uh uh Babe Ruth and Dr. London mm-hmm. was playing abraham lincoln yeah which and i said hey abe what's under the hat and you ran you ran out of that room and i haven't you haven't spoken to me since okay do you want to hear the problem with that yeah i spent six weeks getting a character for that which i know the improv teacher said just Come up with everything on the spot, right? And but you to and which I both you said, uh, "But what about Daniel Day Lewis?" Yeah. And so your line when I said, "What's under your hat?" is supposed to be, uh, a bird. Yeah. Which and I'll look. It w- it was a great line, but I'll say it was your line that you wrote, and it had me cracking up every time. But once again, um, in my private training for this role while i was getting into character the the bird didn't make as much sense in my head as it what if under the hat that's where the gun was the whole time where john wilkes booth oh and so john wilkes booth is innocent it was actually the gun went off on accident the gun under his hat well because you know people don't kill people it's the guns or sorry the guns don't whichever one was under my hat yeah whichever one was under the hat is definitely guilty yeah so you can understand. Yeah. Does that make sense then? Why I would have left you as Babe Ruth on stage? I feel like the rest of it worked still without me. The rest of it worked. I, every, we, everyone froze. You, you were gone. How do you know if it worked well? Uh, I, I guess I was. A, I, we were I wrote fr- a, all of us were frozen in our places for like seven hours before finally someone said end scene because we just didn't know what to do. We had practiced for so long. Okay, good. Someone did say, because I did call someone up to say unseen, because uh, I was scared that that would happen. Oh, maybe that was just you um, then on speakerphone. Uh-huh. I was in character. That's, that's improv. All right. Uh, well, May is here, and we're excited because we are still sponsored by Caldera Lab. Use code JOCKDOC at calderalab.com for 20% off their best products. Uh, backed by a leading clinical trial where 9 out of 10 men experience healthier and visibly improved skin. Uh, Caldera Lab has the tools to keep your skin 
fresh, confident, and uh, just ready for the summer. Well, and that's huge for you because your confident was just, I mean, eradicated the other day. Yeah. I mean... You, I mean, or... I, should we say this in an ad, or do we... Do we I mean, we, we could just I cut this we, out and just move on, or... Well, I, no, like, this is part of this thing. They do want us to tell about our own experiences. So, I guess... I guess now is as good a time as any. So I, I was at the hockey rink, mm-hmm. um, which in the summer, as we all know, is a lake. Uh, so I was at the hockey rink, kind of just preparing for the winter, and so it was all melty. And but I, I had my puck going, and I was throwing it, trying to skip stones. Basically, that's sort of the the methodology. And one of the times, whenever I threw the puck, uh, once again, just to practice for however you play hockey, I hit a boat. When you have already skipped over that, I mean, halfway through the story, before you even started skipping anything, your your pants fell down to your ankles. You didn't pull them up. You just sort of went with it, which is a, is a move. It's a decision. First of all, thank you. It is a move. It is a decision. And I I recognize now the fault of it. Because, yeah, I lost balance a little bit. I fell over as I was throwing it. So it, what it kind of looked like was that I had hit a boat to get their attention, you know, like throwing rocks at a window or something. And then I mooned the occupants of the boat. Yeah. Um, and and it was a police sort boat. of falling, mm-hmm. you screamed, Owie, mommy. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and your, I crush, a little bit. your crush was there. Yeah, on the police boat, yeah. Um, all of your teachers from, like, middle school were there. Yeah. So just, um, yeah, so, like... I, yeah, just all that to say for you to be so confident must be a testament to Caldera Lab's quality of... Yeah. Lotions and creams. It is a great product. So I put on this Caldera Lab... Uh, I, I use their, their whole regimen. Um, they, they, Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products by combining pharmaceutical-grade science along with nature's uh, purest and most potent ingredients. And I was ha- had so many reasons to be insecure in that moment. One of those reasons was the wrinkling and signs of aging uh, that certainly on my face, also uh, on, on my, my butt whenever I accidentally exposed myself. Once, and like it wasn't... Like you can, you can lose when you, your pants drop. People don't always think of how like it really affects how you move. Well, and also I, I don't really know what's going on with your pants or your belt or what, but when your pants fall down, it's not like an immediate thing. It's very slow and it's like scratching your body because it's gripped to your body so tightly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's just bloody streaks going down as the pants are falling. It takes a solid minute for the pants to get to the ground. You don't do anything about it. Yeah. It's just, for you, again, for you to be confident today when yeah. this happened, I mean, two days ago. And so it's, they are very skinny jeans, aggressively so. But then how do they fall down at all? Anyway, so um, the Regimen Bundle leads off the lineup of Caldera Lab. It's a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Inside the bundle, you'll find the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. The clean slate is where you start your day. It's a balancing cleanser that uses gentle plant-based cleansing, leaving all skin types exceptionally refreshed, which 
I really appreciated that day or that night after all the events. I did need something to make me feel refreshed. Because uh, it was so... He, the, my crush was, was there and she hopped on her own little boat and paddled over and spit on me and then paddled back. Well, and she asked you who is your biggest enemy and she, she's marrying him now. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I, as, I, just as a sort of like, just kicking you while you're down sort of thing. I want to say that in the moment, I didn't know whether her spitting on me was like coming on. Like, I didn't know. Sure. If that was you didn't a, know if that was like a flirtation thing, yeah. especially these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. but and, you know, no, I would open. say, I would say getting engaged to your biggest enemy, um, sort of solidified that wasn't the intention. Well, you know, I'm honestly, I'm feeling pretty confident now with, with this skincare uh, product. True. So I, I don't know. I think maybe, uh, it might be, she might be trying to, maybe she'll betray him and come back to me. So the base layer is a nutrient-dense fortifying moisturizer that hydrates your skin and absorbs fast, leaving you with a matte finish so you can start your day confidently. I needed that the day after for sure. Um, and then the good is your go-to at night before bed and a clinically proven multifunctional serum that helps your skin look tighter and smoother, as well as to reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. Um, it's full of antioxidants. It's fun stuff. Um, and there's also the Icon, uh, which is a rejuvenating eye serum to address the three most pr- common skin concerns around the eye, fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. So Caldera Lab is on a mission to better men's skincare around the world, priding itself on clean ingredients and doing right by their customers and the planet we live in. Caldera Lab is a certified B corporation as well as a member of the 1% for the planet. Um, and once again, they're, they're here to upgrade your confidence by giving you some better skin. It's your own skin that you're living in. So get 20% off with our code JockDoc at CalderaLab.com. That's 20% off at CalderaLab.com by using code JockDoc. Take your skincare to the next level this summer with Caldera Lab. Anyway, um, so that's our producer, Cameron. Also with us is Digital in the House. Digital in the house. I feel just like Tucker Carlson. D platform by a bunch of charlatans. The difference is I'm not a Nepo baby. But would they still want me on death row? Maybe. Cause I'm mysterious as Keith Raniere is. Serious as racketeering is. Conspiracy got me delirious. As I experience things I Before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. For a long time, our listener demographic was primarily composed of Dale's mom's stepkids. However, in our efforts to cater to them, 
and they like they were pretty demanding they like wanted orange slices and crackers and stuff and cheese but um we found that as we catered to them we were neglecting the many bot accounts that download our podcast so cameron could you ask the electric switchblade for the listener feedback sure dr london dear host of the jock talk podcast you guys stink i can tell you guys smell by the way you dress and the way you look what's the deal why won't you clean yourselves what what's with humans and their inability to not look like they stink love a concerned robot well okay so it is out of love that's good to know and concern um sorry it's out of love but the concern is a description of the robot so it's not necessarily specific to us but as for the rest Mm -hmm. so we wear sweatpants and sweatshirts and sweat hats Mm -hmm. for the show so like that's kind of the theme we have i'm not sure it's sweaty and stinky oh yeah i guess that's true uh i mean we you and i definitely give off like crust punk vibes i think when people see us they're like oh yeah these are sort of like crust punks these are people who are like hanging out in alleys and chain smoking Mm -hmm. and you know kind of dirty you know they've got dreadlocks and it's kind of there's kind of like all messed up you're going to burning man Mm -hmm. and that is the vibe we get off is yeah we stink to high hell yeah and if and they they make it sound once again it's with love. I, so I, I get that there's, there's a loving aspect to this criticism, but I feel like they just don't understand. And maybe if you just listen to the show more, because like, sure, if I point at something, crust will fall from my arm. Yeah. Like that's dirt and grime if will, I were to, will run down. If I were to run my fingers through my hair, the hair would be removed with it because it's, yeah. it's just matted chunks. Yeah. And like, so I guess we save... M- I don't know if people realize this, but the more water you use, the less water there is for other things. Yeah, and you're not even supposed to use shampoo and soap because it takes away oils you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead we usually, whatever oils don't remain in our bodies, we bottle it, and that's actually for sale on our Patreon. Well, so thank you for that uh, question. We, we appreciate that. Um, and thank you for listening. Now for today's medical topic, partial seizure. A seizure is a burst of uncontrolled electrical activity between brain cells, and a partial seizure is one originating from one side of the brain, uh, which that tends to manifest in only an arm or a leg seizing. So, after complex partial seizure, which is when the patient loses consciousness during the seizure, that, that's what makes it complex, patients may have what is known as a post-ictal state, which is a 5-30 to 30 minute period in which patients will typically experience some degree of confusion. And you've heard, you've probably seen this on TikTok or whatever, like, oh, what is your ick? What gives you the ick? And this is what it's referring to. It's sort of like, what is the small thing, maybe in a partner or a crush that they could do that would cause you to have a partial seizure? Yeah. Or, or at least the, the state following. Oh, yeah. Sorry. The ick would be this. Yeah, that's right. Because post-ictal. Correct. Correct. Sorry. <laughs> I, you know, this goes to show why Cameron is so much more connected to, you know, just the community that we are living in. Uh, so there are many causes of partial seizures, uh, including significant electrolyte imbalances, uh, drugs or drug withdrawals, central nervous system infections or abnormalities, and a wide range of other instigators. Um, if given... Well, yeah. Well, I mean, really, the ick can be anything. Like, it can be you did a dance move wrong and, you know, your your girlfriend's like, ew. Or maybe your girlfriend sneezes in a weird way and you're just like, you just can't look at them the same anymore. It can be anything. It's okay. You have to have a girlfriend for this to work for the TikTok trend to, to 
to happen. Is that part of it? I mean, I, I, I think you could get the ick with anyone. I think, you know, like, let's say you're in class and teacher um, gets a booger stuck in his chin. That would give me the ick, and I would never be able to respect or like my teacher again. Yeah, I couldn't date them at all. Huh? No. Okay. Or see them as human. I, I now see them as sort of um, a cattle that can be herded. And for you, that's a big, like a red flag dating-wise, if, if they seem like cattle to be herded. Oh, yeah, I hate that. Oh, okay. Grow up. Right. So if a given cause of seizure cannot be found, these seizures of unclear etiology are called epilepsy. But as soon as the cause is found, it is no longer considered epilepsy. To treat partial seizures, you try to find the cause by testing for those abnormalities, then treating them. Anti-epileptic drugs are not needed after a single seizure unless they have an abnormal EEG or a lesion on CT scan, uh, a family history of seizures, an uncorrectable cause of seizures such as stroke, tumor, or anatomical brain defect, or if they present with status epilepticus, which is when a seizure lasts longer than five minutes. So Other icks I've gotten, I broke up with a girl because she ate too much soup. At once? No, just on a consistent basis. It was like morning, noon, and night she was eating soup. And I broke up with someone else for not eating enough soup. I think you should be eating soup every once in a while. It's kind of weird if you just never have soup. So in pregnancy, the best anti-epileptic drugs are levetiracetam and lamotrigine. For epilepsy, the best treatment is not clear. Uh, levetiracetam, phenytoin, valproic acid, and carbamazepine all have nearly equal efficacy, with levetiracetam having the fewest side effects. And that's a, Kepra is the brand name for that one. Uh, for those who are familiar. As far as the duration of treatment, the standard of care is to wait until the patient has been seizure-free for two years. I think this is as good a time as any to kind of get into, you know, we're getting this summer. So how do we deal with summer? Well, we, we try to leave. That's the main objective of summer is to not be wherever you, you are. You cannot be where you are supposed to be in the summer. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. what your finances look like. Doesn't matter if you have a job or school or whatever. You have to travel during the summer. That's a requirement. And like, and I'll say, you know, some people say like it's very classist or whatever for the government to put this mandate on us. Um, yeah, but like it's, you know, we all worship capitalism and that's the way of like i can't stop that well and we all elected we elected mr president so so we're what we're going to complain now just because mr president you know gives us a bedtime and tells us we have to leave every once in a while like that's part of it and like just because the president also once again mandated these hunting parties to try to take down the sun uh and has said like the sun is a curse upon the land it's a well that's why i voted for mr president yeah as far as, like, I get that politics moves slowly, you know, Congress, whatever, they can take forever. But, like, over time, I think the policies put in place now will result in the sun being destroyed soon. I think, yeah. I hope so. I mean, I think we're, mo- we're, I, we're definitely moving in the right direction. Like, this is, we, we see progress. It might take generations for something to see, to fully eradicate the sun. Absolutely. Well, yeah. But we're seeing the first steps of just sort of blowing it up. And I think people have thrown some bombs in there. Um, I think one guy shot at it with like a sniper rifle or like a, uh, like a rocket launcher. I don't remember which one. The sun, the sun is a thousand miles away, Dr. London. It's way up there. I don't know if it's that. Uh, 
okay, maybe I don't have the exact number, but it's it's about a thousand miles away. Yes, like, like it look it just it hurts my eyes if I look at it. So like I have to assume it's pretty close. You know, nothing hurts my eyes like that. This episode is about travel. This is the Jock Doc Summer Travel Tip episode. So on that note, uh, things to to hate and despise when you travel. Let's get the bad stuff out of the way first. So. First thing that you're going to hate and you're going to be a sourpuss about is the shoes that they require you to wear on the plane. You show up to the airport and they say, sir, whatever you have on your feet is not acceptable footwear. Please wear these like little booties or whatever. Yes, this is what's bad about traveling, but you got to look at the positives. So, yes, oh, it's frustrating that, you know, for me, I lost the garbage that was wrapped around my feet. But when the airport gives you these fun little booties, those are free. You get to take those home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should talk about maybe some of the stuff we love about travel, Dr. London. I've got one. Oh, yes. I love okay. that people travel when it's hot outside. There's nothing more fun than walking miles a day in a city you don't know while it's also uncomfortable and you're sweating so much and it's the perfect time to just sweat all over yourself uh, and see sights. Yeah, because people say like, oh, wow, it's it's summer. It's getting so hot. Let's get away. And usually it's get away to an island where we have it's near the equator. So the UV index is higher. It's easier to burn your skin. And and, oh, it's so good. Honestly, the people who are like, oh, let me get away. Let me go to the beach because it's summer. Hello, I'm sorry, but you need to go to a country where you are not cooled off by water. Go to the Middle East or something and then look at all the artifacts when it's really, really hot outside. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that, that's a travel tip from us. Go to a place that, uh, yeah, where it's too hot, the water's not safe to drink, and where uh, you will be uh, approached a lot by the wrong people. And completely ignored by the right people. That's, that's a travel tip for me. Um, Here's a travel tip. In most countries, dogs are currency. And so when you see tons of stray dogs running around, it's like seeing like just $1 bills just flying in the air. It's like being in the... I, uh, when Ben Stein's money um, uh, dollar bill wind tunnel thing where you're just trying to grab it but it's with dogs grab some dogs um and that's you know what you can start that if you want to be smart you start that in the airport on the plane you grab the nearest dog you in my case you try to make a run for it but it's um but then you you are you end up kind of just being the person in a wheelchair fighting with someone yeah well holding their dog uh, you don't know this because again you can't really move around the plane freely but there, sometimes people will like check an animal and it goes to a special place on the plane that's like away from everyone else. So if you can sneak down under there, there's a bunch of dogs there. And that's just free money, baby. Yeah. And can we go through, because uh, people always wonder about this, especially if they go to a place with foreign currency. How do you exchange that foreign currency of dog for real money, which is uh, popsicles? Uh, yeah, and typically the way, I, I guess it's open up to interpretation, like how do I make this conversion? For me, I usually just point, I take the dogs that I have, 
and I just point and then I say, you know, attack. And a, f- a few of the dogs will understand. You know, there's like 30 dogs at this point. A couple of them will understand what I'm saying. And then they will attack a guy unless he gives me all his popsicle sticks. And that's the trade-off. And I'll even leave a dog for him as a tip. Usually the dog that was, you know, trying to attack him. And that's, that's important to note because, you know, in the, the United States, it's customary often to, tack, to, to tip like 20% or so. Yeah. Uh, you, it's, depending on the country you go to, that is a cultural thing. You still have to tip. Uh, and it, it obviously depends. Cameron's obviously traveled more. He knows where to set, uh, t- set the attack dogs on people to tip them. But um, that's a part of travel and a part of understanding a new culture. And it's really fascinating, honestly, to see where the differences are. No, Dr. London, traveling can be um, not just scary, but it can be unsafe sometimes. So we should talk about some safety tips when traveling. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I have one on t- off the top of my head. Yeah. So when traveling and, um, you know, you're, you're in unfamiliar surroundings, uh, what you want to do is go to the nearest uh, pub crawl or bar hop. Especially if it's um, there are a lot of students studying abroad. That's where to party, and because um, you want safety in numbers, right? So uh, the only sort of small difficult issue is you do have to drink to keep up. Sure. And that's just for safety reasons. You're gonna want to, um, especially if anyone dares you to to drink more or to take a substance. You're gonna want to take that substance just to make sure you're. Because once again, safety in numbers. If all the numbers are taking it, you need to take it. Well, and also, like, I, I actually think my best when I'm about five beers in. And, like, maybe I just have, like, a crazy tolerance or something. But, like, I actually, like, am at, I'm, like, I'm actually, like, cool and cool to drive. And just, like, I can focus really well right around five beers. It's the perfect amount of beer that I need. Yeah. And what's funny about you with, with your extremely impressive tolerance is five beers in, especially if it's in a foreign country with a rental car, especially in a uh, land where the, the lanes are on the other side, where you drive on the left side instead of the right side. But yeah, safety in numbers is definitely important. So yeah, you want to uh, meet as many strange people as possible and then yeah, accept as many things. Like, as, you know, they're giving you these drinks and, and this food as gifts. It's an offering saying, hey, drink this. Let me take your drink for this drink for a second over here and then drink this. Let me put this into your drink real quick. Yeah, that's a gift. Let me pour this powder into your drink. If you don't accept that, you are offending their culture and their people. And you have to think back to, well, in World War II, did the Americans do something to these people or whichever country you're from? And usually they're... If you don't accept this drink, then you're actually attacking them again with the with the the Normandy or Pearl Harbor or whatever. You know, with with the travel and numbers idea, one thing to keep in mind is you can always look out for a flash mob. If you're ever in like a train station or a big city or something like that, and you see a guy and maybe he's uh, dressed like a clown. And he's, 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 you know, doing balloon animals. And then suddenly you hear some music and he goes, do, do, do. And he starts dancing. And then this businessman who's walking by, I'm just a businessman. I'm just, I'm just hanging out. Uh Uh-oh. He starts feeling it too. And they start dancing in sync. And then, you know, all these other people start dancing in sync. You you can hang out with these people and you won't get mugged if you just sort of get lost in the, um, well, 
Unless uh, the mugger also gets lost in the flash mob. Because then that would be really easy to be mugged. Because no one's really paying attention to you. Well, I, I'd say on that point, if, if you just see a, the clown guy dancing, um, that's, that is a flash mob opportunity. I'd say on vacation, you want to walk up and then you start imitating them and, uh, and imitate them in every way. If they have a hat out or a box or something that there's a few dollars in it, you put down your own. They love this. You put down your own, you throw a couple dollars in yours or the, you know, whatever local currency, whatever, however many dogs they have in theirs. Uh, and then you copy their movements. They're going to start looking at you, eyeing you. And they'll look a little upset. That's part of the character. That's part of the flash mob. And so flash mobs can just be two people. And that's kind of the beauty of travel. Yeah. Dr. Dr. London, you uh, mentioned studying abroad, which this is a subject I know nothing about. But you know a lot about because you actually studied in Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and it was a long walk. But I, you know, trudged through the blizzard and the snow. Uh, if people don't know, Arkansas is super up north from the places that are south of it. Yes. But Dr. Linda, let's hear some tips specific to studying abroad for all of our um, you know, people so, um, who are walking to Arkansas right now. So you're studying abroad in Arkansas. You're not sure where to go. You go to the college town. You go to the college town, the, the, the bar strip. You go in there and uh, you are in your 30s. and they are all about a decade younger than you. So you should feel uh, like you're trying to overcome and pretend that you're not significantly older. So you walk in there and this is all part of studying abroad. You walk in there and hopefully you don't speak the same language. So you don't have to go over the basic questions of who are you, whatever. Definitely don't learn other languages so that when people try to talk to you, you can be like, I don't know. I don't know. You can also do that if they are speaking English to you because they've got funny accents. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll understand if you say, oh, I don't speak whatever language you're speaking. I'm sorry. I can't understand. Yeah. Whatever language that is, is crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah. They will totally understand and they will leave you alone. We do need to talk about food. Yeah. Oh, Dr. this London. is, yes. Food, international food yeah. is crazy. This is why you need to bring your own beef jerky and mm -hmm. just some stuff to make ham and cheese sandwiches. You, you do not want to eat food in other countries no because they make it with other ingredients yeah like some of their stuff hasn't even been through a proper processing it, it, it a lot of it doesn't even have like a like a funny little mascot on the on the box no or like a clever phrase once you eat it and then look at the cap or the wrapper yeah it, or like a, a lady looking really happy to be eating it none of these things are on the packaging for the most part yeah, terrifying. And so terrifying. you want to bring your own food, and for to, to keep it easy, and and to keep it easy for travel, sandwiches, some beef jerky, um, hamburgers, just classic American stuff that you should be sticking to. Yeah, except uh, the exception there would be if you go to Hamburg, then um, you don't want to bring hamburgers because it's going to confuse the locals. Well, and also the exception is whatever these people at these clubs are handing on these pub crawls and stuff. The, the stuff they're handing you, yeah, you got to consume that. But besides that, well, just, yeah, to be culturally relevant. Uh, also, um, yeah, uh, at uh, McDonald's in Paris and Barcelona, some of these places they serve beer, so that's you know. That's, and that's usually, whenever I talk about the pub crawls and the bar crawls, you're going to be going to a McDonald's. 
And do not order food from the McDonald's again. Do not order international food. Thankfully, like I already said, you've already brought your own McDonald's, American McDonald's hamburger to the store with you. You have it in your suitcase, so you're good. You can just order beer there. You're fine, because you prepared because you listened to the travel tips. So... Uh, yep, yeah, that's it. Um, my name is DrLemonSmith.com. Uh, thank you to our producer, Cameron. Thank you to Digital in the House.